Before we get started, I just want to show honor to the worship team. Didn't they sound great today? Yeah. They sound great every time. And I just honor those of you in the, here that are on the worship team. Way to go. Thank you, not just this week, every week. Recognize that I was crawling out of bed when you were here, getting ready to lead us into the throne of God. So thank you. If you got your Bibles, can you wave it? Let me see it. Good. Yeah, I see a lot of screens too. That's great. If you have a, your phone or your iPad or something, you can get the YouVersion Bible app. And if you tap on more, and then events, we should pop up. You can tap on New Hope Christian Center. And all the sermon notes are right there, ready to go so you can follow along. But if you've got to flip some pages, go to the beginning. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 11, the very end of Genesis chapter 11, verse 31, I think. The name of this message today is Don't Settle. Don't Settle. Uh, a long time ago, I was a camp counselor for um, some uh, elementary boys in our church. They're now all graduated, so that makes me feel old. Um, but I was. And I remember that, those mornings. I remember what camp was like. You know, you stand up late playing flashlight tag in the, in the dorm. Gotcha. And then by the end of the week, you're, you're so tired, like, like you're missing God. And I wanted these boys to experience God every week of camp. I didn't want them falling asleep at the end of the... So, so I wanted something good for them. So I was like, all right, guys, uh, we're going to go to bed early. And all the other kids are playing flashlight tag. I'm like, nope, nope. And I stayed up to make sure they went to bed. And then before anyone else got up, our boys were getting up because I wanted the best. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, let's get dressed. All right, cool. We're going to go have morning devotions. Let's go. And I was getting them going. And it was like a chore to get those kids up. I had to threaten water a couple times. I think I actually followed through a couple times towards the end of the week. But we got up because I wanted something better for them. They wanted to sleep, but I wanted more for them than they wanted for themselves right then. I kind of feel that way about this message today. I'm not going to splash anybody with water, but I want something good for you. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. I had a friend who uh, has a similar personality, personality to me, and every time he would walk into rooms, he would enter a room mouth first. <laughs> because I had some experience in this area, <laughs> I wanted to kind of encourage him and how to use his um, uh, personality so that he wasn't, you know, rude. Because he would walk in and interrupt conversations and like, he'd say, look at what's happening before you... Because I had to learn how to do that. So you're kind of obnoxious if you don't. So I said, hey, you know, I, talked, I was close with him. I shared with him, you know, just kind of be careful when you walk into a room and see what's happening before you just start... And he said, hey, that's just how I am. What was I going to say? Sorry, you're a jerk. I mean... <laughs> he chose to just settle. Don't settle in your spiritual life. Don't settle. You're not where God wants you. You might be on the right path, but you're not there. I know because you're here. We're not in heaven yet. We're, you're not there. So because you're not there, you're here. You're not where God wants you. 
So shame on us if we lean back on our heels. We got to get up on our toes. If you're in choir, you know you got to sit up. You got to. I had a teacher in, in choir say, "Stand down." That means you could still be seating, sitting, but you got to be standing with the rest of your body. If you're in band, you know you get up on the edge of your seat. If you're in marching band, you know you you pay attention. Get on your heels. Don't settle. Don't settle. We're going to look in Genesis here of a story of a guy who settled and some lessons we can learn from this. Genesis chapter 11, we're going to start in verse 31. If you're there, say, "Mm mm-hmm. All right, Genesis 11, verse 31. Terah took his son, Abram. You may have heard of him. God later changed his name to Abraham. So Terah took his son, Abram, his grandson, Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law, Sarai, who later became Sarah, the wife of his son, Abram. And together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan, from Ur to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. So here we have this story. We know later in... uh, Acts chapter 7, Stephen talked about Abraham. They were called by God. God called them out of Ur. How did they get the name Ur? I mean, probably, they probably had a city going on, and there's a lot of people there. I'm like, we should call this place something. What should we call it? There's an old guy who drops something. He's like, Ur. Yes! That's it! Ur! That's what we'll call it. So God called them out of Ur to Canaan. See that? Out of Ur to Canaan. Out of Ur to Canaan. That's what what God called them to do. Out of Ur to Canaan. And along the way, they probably got tired. It was a big journey. They picked up everything they had. Along the way, they came to this other city called Haran. They looked around and they said, good enough. Good enough. And they settled. They settled there. God called them out of her to Canaan, and they settled for good enough. Not only that, not only did they settle, but Terah, the daddy, he died settled. He died there. God called them out of here to there. And he died at, eh, good enough. It's all right. And so when, when the father died, the oldest son, Abram, would have became the patriarch of the family. So now he's inherited this call out of Ur to Canaan. And here's Abraham in the middle. Let's see what happens in uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, That's not a typo. That's past tense. The Lord had said to Abram, this call out of of Ur had happened way back over here at at Ur. And Abram's in the middle now, stuck it, "Eh, good enough. And God's renewing what happened. God's renewing right now. God's renewing what the past generation failed to do. God's renewing it here. 
your, your dad messed up, but, but Abram, you got a chance to make it right. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. You got to go. The Lord had said, what died in the previous generation is now resurrected in the next. Think about how hard this would have been for Abram. I mean, he's, he's an old guy at this point. Theologians think in his, I think the Bible even says in his 70s. He's an old guy. He's rich. He's very wealthy. He's rich. He's relaxed. He's retired. The only thing he's got to worry about in the desert is sun. And he doesn't even need to because... He's got a little shade, sipping on his Arnie Palmer. They didn't have him back then, but maybe. That's how I imagine it. He didn't have to, oh, this is kind of nice. I can block the lights. He didn't have to worry. He was relaxed. He was chilled. He was comfortable. He had everything he needed. And God says, get up. I already told you once. Get up. It's time to go. What a significant decision Abram has right now. So much depends on it. This moment right here, right here, this moment, this covenant that God is setting with Abram has potential and did affect generations even to us today. And it was all hinged upon Abram's decision of whether or not he wanted to settle. Stay sitting back in his easy chair, stay where you are, blocking out the sun with the umbrella, drinking your Harney Palmer, or get up and go. Stay where you are, or get up and go. Stay where you are, or get up and go. I think that same decision, that same choice is ours today. Every day, we have that choice. Stay where you are, or get up and go. If you stay where you are, nothing changes. If you get up and go, well, that's what this message is about. God had a massive plan in store for all of Abram's descendants, and it involved the whole world, but it required Abram's choice to not settle. Today, we have that same choice. Stay or get up. And I want you to do what Abram did. All right, let's take a look at Genesis chapter 12. We're going to keep moving here. These are um, the promises and the realities well, here it is. Five realities of not settling. Five realities of not settling. Let me give you number one. Not settling is risky. If you're going to not settle and you're going to get up and move spiritually, it's risky. Did you catch it? Genesis 12.1 says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household. Where? Where, God? To the land I'll show you. I'll show it to you. Don't, don't worry about that. Just Go. As you get going, I'll, sh I'll show it to you. So God says, leave your comfortable place. Everything that's comfortable to you, and just start walking. And as you walk, I'll show you the next step. Just yesterday, I took my son out. Um, we had a little time, and we found a, a, the, the little trail over at Don Lash Park, and we went through that trail um, through the woods. And we were pretending like we were going through the wilderness. Like, oh, we're, over the, we're going over the swamp. Oh, we're going over this. And, and he's like, are there, are there lions? Are there bears? I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. But I think God will protect us. He's like, do you know the way, Dad? I said, I think I do. But do you know who always knows the way? God. 
I started singing the really old song I sang when I was little. The Lord knows the way through the wilderness. And all you have to do is follow him. Not settling is risky, but you're not going to be led if you don't move. All you have to do is move. Here's the second reality of not settling. Number two, not settling is exciting. Genesis 12 to the first part says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. If God showed up to me and said, I'm going to bless you and the whole world is going to be blessed through you if you make this decision, Adam, that'd be exciting. God says, if you just take the dare, you're going to be a nation. You're going to get blessed too. Following God's commands is liberating. Opposite of how it often feels. Oh, like God's putting a chain on our leg, keeping us from stuff. There's other stuff we could do, but God says no. Like it's a rule. Following God's commands is liberating, it is freeing, ultimately, because you know you're on the path and you're not away from God. You want to know what's bondage? Not being close to God. That's bondage. Following Jesus is exciting. Tell me I'm wrong. Christians are an intergalactic mission force with supernatural powers at their disposal to be used to fulfill the will of God, creator of the whole universe. That that sounds exciting. We should be living our spiritual lives like we're in the Avengers, but instead we're doing it like we're hosts on a PBS fundraising marathon. (laughs) Not settling is exciting. If your spiritual life consists of Sunday, Okay. And here you are. You may be settled. That's the entirety of your spiritual life. You may be settled. God has something more for you. God has something more for you. Don't settle where you are. I believe Christianity doesn't get easier as you go. It gets harder. Because it's this, it's this lie, you know, I've been a Christian my whole life. Oh, I've known this when I was a little girl. I've known this since I was a little boy. I'm mature. Oh, you're mature. All right, you're like age. But don't trust the lie that just because you've done this for a while means you've actually gotten any closer. You get closer to God when you push towards him, when you step out towards him when you walk towards him. Are you just hanging out in Haran? Saying to yourself, I, I, left, I left Ur. It's good enough. I left Ur. Follow Jesus. If you're just hanging out in Haran, it's possible that your excitement just left. I believe today, God wants to put some excitement back into your spiritual life.
You know, there's some people you see them and, 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 and you just know that they're excited to be alive. I, they're just excited to be alive. And then there's other people. You know them. You've seen them at school. You've seen them at work. Every day is a Monday. Mm. Same thing that happens in, in that life happens in this life. Let's get our spiritual excitement back. Lord, stir your church. Here's the third reality of not settling. Not, settle, not settling means responsibility. Not settling means responsibility. Genesis 12 to the other part of that same verse says this, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. See, there was a responsibility attached to the blessing that was going to come into Abram's life. God really drilled, started drilling into this with, with Abram. He says, he says, you know, I'm going to bless you. The whole world's going to be blessed because of you. And you're going to be a blessing. It's like, there's a catch is, all the blessing I give you isn't for you, Abe. It's for other people. You may be in a world of problems, church. You may have a world of problems. You may be in debt up to your eyeballs. But if you live in the United States in 2020, you're among the most blessed in the world. We are very blessed in America. And I think American Christians often get this reality of our partnership with God mixed up. We think we're blessed to be blessed. That's not how it is in God's economy. We're blessed to be a blessing to the whole world. I think God is looking for people who realize that God's blessing is in their life to bless others. D.L. Moody, a lot of kids when they were little, their dads read them Dr. Seuss. My dad read to me the biography of D.L. Moody. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it. I love it. I'm going to read D.L. Moody to my kid, too. D.L. Moody was, a, was like a Billy Graham, before Billy Graham. Uh, he was like an evangelist. D.L. Moody said, uh, I'll get the quote just right. He says, the world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully consecrated to him. By God's help, I aim to be that man. Me too. I hope you too. And we do that by being responsible with what God's giving us. He gives us blessings. It's not for us. It's for the world. It's for everyone around us. Moses, thought, Moses started arguing with God. God said to hey, me, Moses, you got to go, um, go lead my people into the wilderness. And Moses is arguing with God. And he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Pharaoh's not going to listen to me. I can't do it. I can't do it. And God said, what's that in your hand? What's, what do you have? Moses says, this is just my stick. It's just my, my staff. And God says, yeah, throw it down. It turned into a snake. If you know the story of Moses, you know that God used what Moses had. And Moses just had to be responsible, responsible with what he had in his hand. What's in your hand today, church? I don't see any walking sticks around. Maybe you have a cane. What do you, what's in your hand? If you have money, you're responsible for it. 
If you have wisdom, you're responsible for it. If you have encouragement, you're responsible for it. If you have talents, you're responsible for them. And they're not for you. The, the reason of God's blessing is not to bless us. It's so we can bless others. It's like we're on a mission or something. It's like we're on an intergalactic mission force. It's true. Use what's in your hand to be a blessing. Let's go on to the fourth reality of not settling. Not settling invites God's protection and provision. Not settling invites God's protection and provision. Genesis 12, 3, God says to Abram, he says, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. So, so if Abram steps out, if he takes a step for God, he's going to bless those who bless him, and anybody that comes after him, God's going after them. Pretty good deal. Church, I believe that when we make a step for God, we step into his protection and provision. It's just like, like any father would do. I heard, uh, you know, my son this fall, he's uh, going to be in kindergarten. I got a card saying, you know, kindergarten roundup. I'm like, oh. I don't want to happen yet. All these feelings happen. You're going to get picked on. I'm just imagining what, what it might be like if my son gets picked on. I know, like, I'm having feelings right now. If my son gets picked on, I'm like, I want to go protect him. I want to go save the day. I don't know if I can take the other kid's dad, but I can take the kid. <laughs> Did you know God feels that way about you when you step out for him? God feels that way about you. When you take a step for God, you step under his protection and provision. Isn't that counterintuitive? It's so counterintuitive. I need, I need a hand. Uh, Dylan, can you come up and help me real quick? It's like when we're... Thanks, Dylan. Just stand right there in that black. Right there. Yep. Oh, that one. Right on top of it. Yep. Perfect. To one step back. Beautiful. This is this idea. When we step, when we step out for God... We step under his protection and provision. It's so counterintuitive because where we are to not move seems comfortable. I've got my iced tea over here. I've got my protection from the sun over here. And so we think that where we are in Haran is where we need to be because it feels comfortable. But the reality is the protection and provision isn't here at all. It's in Canaan. Just hold it straight up. Yep, hold it kind of out in front of you. Perfect. The protection and provision isn't where I've settled. It's where God calls me. If God calls me here and I take a step for God, I step under his protection and provision. It feels comfortable to stay here. It, you feel like if you take a step, 
If I take a step out for God, if I tell my boss I'm not going to lie for him anymore, if I tell my, my boyfriend or girlfriend I'm, uh, I'm going to do things God's way, I'm going to save sex for marriage, if I, if I don't cheat off of the smart kids' answers in the test, if I don't do those things, then I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be vulnerable if I move. No, no. You're vulnerable if you stay. If God's blessing is there, that means it's not here. So if you want to take a step towards God, you can rest assured that there's protection and provision here. Where do you need to take your step? Where are you holding back on? Can we give Dylan a hand? Thank you. Hope I didn't break it. It sounded bad right there. Step out, sons and daughters. Your dad has your back. But you got to step out. Do you need to back out of that deal? Do you need to ask someone standing next to you at work not to swear so much? Do you need to start giving generously? Do you need to start tithing? Do you need to refuse to copy answers to a test? Do you need to refuse to listen to gossip? Do you need to tell your boss you won't lie for him anymore? Keep in mind, this doesn't promise a perfect solution. Take a step out for God, you might lose your job. But I'd rather be unemployed under God's protection. I'd rather be unemployed and blessed than employed and not under God's blessing. Step out, and you'll step under God's protection and provision. Here's number five. The fifth reality of not settling. Not settling positions us for greater influence. Not settling positions us for greater influence. Genesis chapter uh, 12 verse 3 says this. All people on earth will be blessed through you. The whole earth would be blessed through Abram. If he did this, if he took a step, if he, if he decided, I'm not going to settle, I'm going to move, then the whole earth would be blessed through Abram. So God kinda, I imagine God kind of getting down and shaking Abram by the shoulders a little bit. There's more to your life. There's more at stake to your life than you. There's more, at, more to, in, at stake in your life than you and your children. You have the ability to bless beyond. Your life can make a huge difference if you just don't settle. So this is what happened. Genesis chapter 12, the very next verse, we find out what happened? So Abram went. Abram went. His dad had settled. He had settled. He was comfortable. He had everything he needed. He could have died in Haran just like his dad. Settled. But he took a step. Abraham went. Abram went as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. 
And Abram became a father. That's how God set up the, the blessing to the nations. Abram became, became a father. In fact, later, I think it was in Genesis 15, God changed his name from Abram, which means exalted father, it's all about him, to Abraham. It means father of many, father of many. All about others. His life became about others when he changed from Abram to Abraham. And his life became a, like his family bloodline became a holy bloodline. And there was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob, was, his name was changed to Israel. And the Israelites came. God's people. Maybe we're God's people because Abram stepped. Because he decided not to settle. These people became God's people. The whole Old Testament, most of the Old Testament is about them. And Abram didn't do anything special to receive that call. Thank the Lord for his mercy. He got what he didn't he got better than he deserved. But there was Abraham, and 14 generations later, there was King David. 14 generations after that, there was the Babylonian exile. 14 generations after that came Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, and because of his sacrifice and and his resurrection, we all can be saved today. Not just God's people, but the whole world. Why? Because Abraham didn't settle, because he took a move. We are all blessed today because of Abraham not settling. This is why the song, Father Abraham has many sons. It's us. And it comes, it comes from that because through Abraham's bloodline came Jesus Christ and that changed everything. Jesus changed everything. So don't settle where you are. Maybe you're here today and you settled and you've settled in a place you don't even know Jesus. Don't settle there. Get up out of her. God's calling you out of her. If you want to, if you have, if you've settled in a spot so far in your life, it's okay. You don't need to die there. Move. Get up out of her. If you don't know Jesus. You have to accept him as your savior. If you want to receive Jesus as your savior, you've never asked Jesus to be your savior, would you just lift your hand up really, really high and I can pray for you? Is that anybody? Let me see it. Yeah. Where are you settled? Where are you settled? Is it spiritual? Is it emotional? Have you mentally just stopped willing to be teachable? You just kind of shut off, you've settled, you're in Haran. There's a spot in your life where you're in Haran and you feel comfortable here, but the calling for your life isn't here, it's there. And you're not vulnerable to move, you're vulnerable to stay where you are, really. Would you stand with me? Lord, I pray for your church. 
to be fully surrendered to you in your way. Lord, we want to submit to you. We want to submit to your direction. Wherever we've settled, Lord, we want to surrender it to you. Lord, speak to our hearts. If there's hearts that don't know where they've settled, Lord, show us. We want to be in line with you. Lord, I pray for your power as we choose not to settle, as we choose to run towards you. We need you more and more, God, in our lives. We need your, your glory in our lives. Lord, we want to move. But sometimes it's scary to move towards you. Sometimes it's scary to get up and get up out of what's comfortable and move forward. But we want to move forward because we want to be closer to you. So Lord, would you show us your glory? Show us your glory, God. We want to see you. We want to move with you. We want to follow you. You know the way. So, Lord, we're going to step out and trust you. You know the way. So, God, we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together and celebrate what God's doing? Lord, we love you. We love you. We honor you. We worship you. You are so good, God. We love you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, you do. You change everything. You change everything. Lord, thank you for the call that you've put into our lives. I pray your church would be bold enough and responsible enough to answer it. We want to do what you've called us to do. Lord, thank you for making a way for us. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God's going to give you a chance this week take a step out of Haran. Or if you're still in Ur and you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus and you're with somebody, uh, talk with them. Or if you're not with somebody, we're going to have prayer partners here at the front ready to pray for you at the end of this service. You're blessed when you move, not when you stay. Amen. Go with God. You guys are dismissed. Praise the Lord.